have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In this beautiful day. Wednesday. Why it's a beautiful Wednesday? It's God's Wednesday. It's God's day. We call it what? Wednesday. For the morning and the evening were the first day. The morning and the evening was the second day. The morning and the evening was the third day. The morning and the evening was the fourth day. So the day we call Wednesday. <laughs> so this Wednesday is God's day. It is beautiful. It is glorious. Something good is going to happen to you. Expect it. Why something good is going to happen to you? Because in this day, you will see the power of God. In this day, you will see the working of God. And everything about God is what? Good. good. Mm-hmm. All right, I back up what I said. Something good is going to happen to you. Why? Because God is in this day. Mm-hmm. And anything about God is what? Good. good. So I've always expect. Good, good to happen mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yes. I was just looking through with Noah. We left off talking <laughs> yeah. about Noah yesterday and the commission in Genesis chapter 9, verse 7. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. So when Noah started off in Genesis chapter 6, he was given direction to build the ark. He says in verse 14, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. So the Lord gives Noah specific directions and they're even more detailed as you continue um, to read on of how to do it. So Noah at this time, he's fruitful in carpentry. He's fruitful in having the skills, the abilities subduing the resources in order to make this boat. Now, once he was in the ark for a period of time to exceed the 40 days and 40 nights that it rained, about a year he was in there, they were in there, he had something else. Yeah. He wasn't. He didn't have to build an ark no more. Ark yeah. was already built. So during that time, he's cultivating and he's keeping the creation that's there with him, all the animals and such, in the ark. So now when he comes out and he gives <coughs> that precious um, offering unto the Lord, and the curse is broken off of the ground, he takes on another vocation. He becomes a farmer. farmer. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 20, and Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Yes. So he had a season where his fruitfulness was carpentry. He had a season when his fruitfulness was zookeeper, or whatever yes. you want to call it on the boat, yes. and now he comes into this season of fruitfulness of farming, of cultivating, planting a vineyard in the ground. So we must know with God as he's developing, as he is advancing us, in what area to brew the fruit. He could have came off and said, oh, time to build another boat. No, it wasn't time to build another boat. He could have said, well, what if this happens again? You know, because a lot of times we go back to what what we're familiar with, what we're used to. He could have came off the boat and said, oh, well, what if it's going to happen again? We need to build another ark. We need to have a fresh ark around. And he could have went back to yeah. what he knew. He go back 
to carpentry. But because the earth had just been wiped out, I don't imagine too many trees were available to build another boat and such. So he had to be willing to yield to the fruit that God was calling forth in his life at that time. There was a period of time, 100 years, to commit to building the ark. There was a period of time, the year on the ark, to commit to being a zookeeper. Then there was now this next period of time to commit to being a farmer. farmer. So we have to be in tune in what God is doing and what he is doing through us. Because I know for myself, in my own career, in the in the ways that I've worked, the places where I've gone, at one time I think, okay, well, this is the solution. Then you get in that, in that particular setting and you realize, well, hold on, we could hone in a little bit more. We can narrow this focus a little bit more. Maybe this is the root cause. So then we go, you know, I go and began to work. I worked at the Department of Juvenile Justice, then work in education. So you see, okay, well, Department of Juvenile Justice, well, if these youth, maybe if they were doing um, better and had higher, you know, hopes and, um, and and they had more, you know, were more dedicated to their academics and such, then they wouldn't have so much time for all of this foolery that is getting them in trouble. Maybe if they could cast a vision for their future through education, maybe they wouldn't jeopardize it by going out and doing all these silly things that is causing them to be incarcerated and stuff. So then you see, okay, well, maybe it's education. So then I worked for a while in the field of education, came in through DJJ into a charter school in education, focus on that. Now I'm starting to see it's not Department of Juvenile Justice. It's not education. It all comes back to one place, that home. That's where it is, in the home. So as you, we go through different um, parts, phases of our career, we begin to see things differently, more precisely to be able to target in to the solution for the problem that's within the earth. So Noah, he had the ability, he had the carpentry skill, he had to shift to zookeeper, then he had to shift to farmer, and he was fruitful in each area because that's what God was calling him to be fruitful in that season, in that time. So he was able to multiply. He was able to multiply that first beam of gopher wood into a complete ark. He was able to multiply two by two. The animals came into the ark, and they, they came according to the design of God. He was able to accommodate them, to care for them, to preserve them during that amount of time that they were in the ark. And then now here he is in Genesis chapter 9, verse 20, and he is a farmer, and he becomes productive in producing in the vineyard. Awesome teaching. I don't want to add to that because mm-hmm. it's such a great teaching there, Dan. And just add to that because the word of God is so, mm-hmm. so good. And it, it, it's sweeter than honeycomb. <laughs> That's what the Bible says, man. The word of God is like, it's like honey. Mm-hmm. And it's sweeter than honeycomb when you see it. The word of God is not complicated. You just got to just read it, believe it, do it. Got it. You understand? You just got to just read it, believe it, do it. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> That's it. Well, in Genesis chapter 8, then, why he goes to become a farmer? Because he got that in verse 22. After they come off the ark, in verse 20, in 8, chapter 8, mm-hmm. verse 22, says, while the earth remain seed time of what? Harvest. Harvest. Mm-hmm. While this earth now, from this mm-hmm. moment, brother, <laughs> the earth was just yeah. destroyed mm-hmm. with this big flood. And here God is talking. Now, 
as long as the hurt remains, remain. you got seed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. There will be what? Seed, seed time. And what? <laughs> Harvest. <laughs> and we saw that. Mm -hmm. We saw that mm -hmm. in chapter 9. That it, we saw that. Mm -hmm. The guy believed it. He believed it, and he acted on that in chapter 9, and you in over in verse 20. Mm -hmm. I just tell him, man, you got seed. This earth now, as long, you don't have to worry about flood. As long as this earth remains, mm -hmm. there will be what? Seed. Mm -hmm. and, and over time, produce what? A harvest. harvest. And mm -hmm. then we see verse 20, and Noah began to farm. And he planted a vineyard, and he received an harvest because he drank the wine from it. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're in, in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, when we go through all those things that are mentioned, we know that it's cold and heat. We yeah. know that. We're all yeah. witnesses of that. Yeah. We know that we go between winter and summer. We're all witnesses of that. We know that there's a day and night. Yeah. We know that it's not ceasing despite anybody's opinion. Yeah. It's still day and night, yeah. winter and summer, cold and heat. So if all those points are true, then seed time and harvest must also be, be true. true. So we sow seed, and over time, it produces a harvest. And a lot of time we say seed time, like just, okay, we just sow, and then there's the harvest. No, there's time. That's why we like to draw it out. Time. Yes. Seed time. Take some time. And harvest. <laughs> and during that time, because when you think about sowing, when a farmer goes out to sow a seed, he has the seed in a small um, container. And the seed is not too heavy. The seed is, is small in, in form, and he sows it. Well, he has to prepare now for when the harvest comes. Because when the harvest comes, he can't come out there with that little, small, simple little bucket that he may have had the seed in. He can't come out there with the same amount of strength that he was carrying that little seed. His capacity must increase. Mm -hmm. When the farmer goes out to reap the harvest, it's much larger. Yeah. It's much heavier yeah. than what he sowed into the ground. So over that time, God is expecting us to increase in our capacity, to increase in our endurance and in our strength to be able to reap the harvest. If the farmer goes out with that simple little bucket that he had the seed in, that he scattered the seed with, if he goes back with that same capacity bucket yeah. to pick up his harvest, he's missing out on a whole bunch of stuff that his seed produced. He's going with that little pail. I'm, I'm just picturing a little little beach pail. Yeah. He, it had a whole bunch. It could have had hundreds, thousands of seeds in it. And now when he goes out, he may be able to get, what, four bell peppers in there? <laughs> he's missing out on this humongous harvest that his seed brought forth. Why? Because he didn't increase in capacity. He didn't increase in wisdom and resources to go out there with another set of tools, another set of um, capacity bulk to be able to reap that harvest. So while we're waiting, we need to be increasing in capacity because the next opportunity that comes is going to be big and we don't want to miss it. We don't want to be unprepared because you need preparation an opportunity to come together to bring forth advancement. If the opportunity comes and we're not prepared, we miss it. If we're prepared and no opportunity comes, 
we miss advancement. But if we're prepared and that opportunity comes, oh, advancement is coming. Continual advancement, preparation, opportunity, preparation, opportunity. You can't control necessarily when the opportunity is going to come, but you can control your preparation. You can be ready. You can just stay ready so you don't got to get ready. We say that sometimes at the school. We joke around. Let's just stay ready so we don't got to get ready. I love it. I love it. Stay ready. Then I don't think about getting ready. You're ready, ready. Yeah, I'm ready, ready. I'm going to practice that. I stay ready so I don't have to worry about getting ready. I'm always ready. That is so good on this morning. I hope you guys are really, really, really wake up this morning and enjoying the word of God because God is a faithful God. God is a merciful God. God is a loving God. His loving kindness and his tender mercy is towards you and is towards me. And God desire for my life, for your life. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper. In other words, that you be fruitful. You know, we twist up that word prosperity. You know, so do you hear prosperity? Oh, is those prosperity preacher? Don't label me now. <laughs> Not don't, the preacher only. God yeah. wants us all don't to be, be yeah. prosperous. No, don't label me in that. Don't put me in that bucket. <laughs> God wants you and I to prosper in what? All things. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We hope to see you at Celebration Tabernacle Church. Make your day count. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Brevard County's Praise and Worship Station, your radios are tuned in to WMIE 91.5 FM. Time to let the light in, let the light in. What's so Hello everyone and welcome to Turn the Light On with Pastor Kevin Radlin in Church of France. Turn the Light On is a topical study of the Bible and how these topics apply to everyday life for each one of us. So join us today as we look at the Bible, life as a believer in Christ, and how to be relevant as a church reaching out to a modern world with the message of Jesus Christ. Now